Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Motormouth Podcast with Harry Benjamin and Tim Sylvie. In this episode, we're changing things up a little bit and chatting all things mental health with Tacona founder, Lewis Warren. Tacona is a brand new clothing brand that is set up to start the conversation and tackle the issue of mental health in the car and motorsport world. We hope you enjoy and don't forget to like and subscribe. Just search for the Motormouth Podcast on your favorite podcast platform where you can also leave us a review. And don't forget, you can download the Motormouth app as well where you can get live race times, exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Motormouth podcast and the third show of 2020. So something very different this week. Today, we're tackling an issue that needs more exposure, men's mental health. And we have Lewis Warren with us, a 26-year-old entrepreneur from Nottinghamshire, now living in Essex, to tell us about his mission to use cars and clothing to raise awareness and get guys talking about their problems. I've got Harry here next to me as always. How are you? I'm very well, Tim. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So uh, while we're on the subject, I suppose it's a, it's a good time to explore this with you. We've never touched on this before. No. Have you ever had any kind of exposure to mental health before? Well, I think, it, yes. I think you're not human if you haven't. But um, I find it's, it's always something tough to describe if you've had it or not, whether you're just having a bad day or, mm. you know, then how does that, you know... I would never class myself as having depression or anything like that. But then again, I've never Who knows? really looked yeah. into it that badly. But, you know, everyone has good days and bad days, I feel. Um, and some more than others. But of course, yeah, of course you have your ups yeah. and downs. And I guess, you know, in motorsport, um, I, I was trying to figure out who wrote this article last night. Um, Lewis might be able to tell us later. I don't know. But there, there was a chap who works in or worked in Formula One who... Um, got depressed on the travels, you know, missing family and friends and home. And, um, you yeah. know, when you tell your mates you work in Formula One, the first thing they think is glamour and parties and all the rest of it. 
and he was sort of describing the other side of it where it's it's a lonely place a macho place where you've got to be macho and and sometimes yeah. it's not all fun and games and you you can get low but um well, well just before we introduce Lewis one of the things actually was because obviously I was on the radio once um but that I had to not not many people know this but I had to travel for about four hours yeah. to get there uh, and sometimes I was doing an overnight shift uh, or if I was covering I'd be it'd be called up last minute and um, when you're working especially an overnight shift uh, on very little sleep you're miles away from home in a city that you don't know anybody mm. uh, and when you you're when you've got to be a happy radio presenter that really that was actually if I was described that that was depressing yeah. because how can anyone be I did that for a year how can it was it really took its toll and that's why I left at the end of the day yeah, because yeah. that is not good for your mental health it's and I not, clocked that and was like no this is not worth worth the pain it's causing um, but that's something you know we can talk about more with Lewis a few stats um, that we've plagiarised from his website if I'm being honest um, <laughs> I would like to claim the research was mine um, but um, just a few bits and pieces just to highlight the issues that we're looking at so in two 2017 there were 5,821 suicides recorded in Great Britain. Of these, 75% were men. Suicide represents the largest cause of death for men under 50. In the UK, uh, male suicide rates increased by 11% between 2017 and 2018. One in six adults has a common mental health disorder, one, and one woman in five and one man in eight, with men less likely to seek help. Mm. When asked, 28% of men had not sought medical help for the last mental health problem they experienced compared to just 19% of women. Um, so I guess the question is how can cars and clothing how can a car and clothing brand help this problem and that's why we've um, we've brought lewis here to explain so lewis thank you very much for coming to see us welcome to the motor mouth yeah. podcast oh, we'll do it. oh wrong one oh, where's the applause God. there it is through the power of social media uh this has been able to come about um so yeah, tell us about you and, and your background, first of all. So, so what sort of got you to where you are now? Well, I'd like to say it's nice and linear, but it's probably about the exact opposite, really. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I started off, I uh, did an accountancy apprenticeship mm. when I was 17 or 18 and absolutely hated that. And then ended up working in uh, psychiatric healthcare for a few years. Absolutely right. loved that. And then met my incredible partner who kind of, she's doing a doctorate so she's on a, a career path so I had to kind of one of those clever people yeah, yeah. a lot more so than I am um, so she went she's on this trajectory up to being great and amazing and I was doing night shifts for just over minimum wage so I thought oh, it's time to pull a finger out and try and catch up a bit so I ended up working as a, a sales rep for a, an international logistics company which is how I ended up down south um, and then I decided I'd had enough of that as well. So now I started a closing brand. Right, okay. So, uh, and, and, and those years where you were doing the, the mental health and working in mental health. Yeah. Three years doing that, you must have seen a few traumatic things, some very low people. Um, what was it that appealed to you about working in that environment? And what was it about that that led you to get involved and start a business in that world yourself? So in those environments, you kind of see the worst that there is. Um, it's most people's last resort for fixing the problems that they're going through and kind of getting on the right path to recovery. So you go from kind of my background of working in an office environment and not really knowing any of this stuff exists to seeing some quite harrowing stuff. And 
over the three years, what I found weirdest was you become a bit desensitized to it. Um, so from that environment, it, the real takeaway was that it is possible to turn something around from such a, a dark place and kind of work kind of positively and, and bring things to a, a much po- more positive light. And the big takeaway was having someone come in at their worst moments and seeing them grow and recover and kind of leave as relatively ordinary functioning person again um, and kind of relaying that back to my own personal experience the thing that drew me out over a lot of my darkest times was cars going for a drive going to events meets all that kind of thing was the real driving force behind what has then become uh, the idea for the brand um, kind of connecting the two things from my personal life and what was my my work life um, it seemed kind of an obvious choice when coming up with the idea really there really is something actually about going on a car journey you know whether you've got music or whatever and that i love driving my car just around the roads i used to, when i first passed my test i would kill just want to be out in the car just because i felt so much happier just driving yeah. around and it felt like i don't know just even ch- the idea of just changing gears and just being that freedom and that sense of independence as well plus just you know i could drive anywhere i wanted and i was the only one in the car no one could really have any say on that so that so that was what happened for you. You were in the car and yeah, just thought, exactly. actually, this is this is this is what I love, and this is this is sort of like a happy space almost. Yeah. So when I was in my mid-teens, I had personal issues, family-related. It's something that, having spoken to people, seems a lot more common than mm. when you're actually in that environment. You feel like you're the only person in the world that's ever experienced it. And what I found was, my car was my immediate access to get away from everything. And because I was fortunate enough to have uh, an Austin Mini as my first car it wasn't exactly the worst driving experience in the world and it was bright orange and big loud exhaust all the the things that an 18 year old would want from their first car so it really helped to kind of get away from the dark places it helped me to build a social life outside of the normal kind of school and sports and that kind of thing Um, so it was definitely the car that really impacted most in recovering and growing and becoming kind of fully functioning again and how did you move from from there into coming up with Jacona um and I, I know you'll tell us about the name because it's quite an interesting story about how that came about and and what is it with Jacona that you're you're trying to achieve and and how will you use that as a voice to get people talking yeah of course so um the the Tacona brand kind of started between me and a couple of friends so one of my main social groups is um, I've got a GT86 and there's a lot of people that are in the, the drivers club and a few of us from the Midlands all kind of got together, started the group chat and kind of things went from there. So I've made quite a lot of my closest friends again through cars. Um, and last January, me and a couple of friends, we were deciding on different ideas, playing around with things that we could do. And one of them suggested a clothing brand. Um, so the three of us kind of got to work, coming up with ideas and themes and designs and unfortunately my my friends are both studying full-time they're both working full-time they don't really have the the commitment capabilities to um to give to doing something like this so i asked them in as kind a way as possible if i could kind of just take it and run with it in my own direction um come with a new name come with a new idea but kind of not want to steal things from under their feet just because i had the the ability to to put some more time into it so that's really where the, the tangent line was and the brand really started was just a couple of mates coming up with a clothing idea and wanting to run automotive themes through it. And where does the name itself come from? So the name itself, as many a schoolboy will know, um, 
when you're bored in the back of a math lesson, you start a doodling. <laughs> and my, my textbooks are obviously full of cars and I wanted to be a car designer, as many people do. And so by the end of the year, I'd developed a, a full catalogue of cars I'd drawn up myself. And then I decided, well, if I'm going to draw cars, I might as well have a car company. So that was the imaginary name for my car company back when I was about eight years old scribbling in maths books and if uh, if my mum ever finds the box full of textbooks i'm sure she'll be able to find the name scribbled all over the back of them somewhere oh brilliant but uh, i feel like everybody had a made-up uh business that they started when they were about eight years old what was yours I had, hairdressing salon no mine mine was really weird mine well ours was a family themed family run business called benjamin towers oh. uh, and it was a, an architecture firm oh, <laughs> so random it was so random yeah and slightly boring i love enough, my younger brother wanted to be an architect that's it I thought because I could design a house on The Sims, I thought I could be an architect. Oh, The yeah, Sims. Yeah. I know, but God, let, alone, let alone that. Don't have the math skills for that because I was at the back of the math class doodling on the back about yeah, Benjamin yeah. Towers. Not learning math. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, the thing that you needed most. Exactly. Yeah, ironic. Yeah. is a good name. I mean, credit to your past self for coming up with that when you were mm. a kid. I think it was um, like a combination of like Ducati and something completely random. And it was just one of those, I was like, oh, that sounds like a, an Italian sports car. <laughs> and then it, it, uh, it kind of just stuck around in the back of my head until I was, uh, I was sat having a dinner with a friend whose dad's relatively kind of successful. And he's, his advice was, if you're going to create a business, make a new word, because then that is the associated word to the business mm-hmm. style, rather than you then having to associate your business to existing things. Yeah. Um, so... That's it sticks as well. It's a sticky name. Like uh, uh, from the first time I heard it, I've, it's not left my mind. No. You know, it's not one of those. You go, God, what was that bloody thing called again? Um, so, what's the, what's the long term dream for the business? What what's the what's the end game here? What are you what do you want to achieve? Well, ultimately, um, the end game would be to become an, a recognised brand, um, providing kind of these talking points that is the idea behind the theme of the designs is well if you recognize the brand and what it stands for and you get chatting to someone else it's a step in breaking down the barrier what i found when i've been at events and meets and just chatting to people about the brand is as soon as you mention kind of mental health and that it's a safe enough space to discuss it more often than not someone's got something to speak to you about that subject well until that kind of barrier is breached it kind of sits in the back of the the conversation without really being discussed because mm. people have this kind of stigma towards talking about it. So that was kind of the whole idea of the, well, let's make something recognisable, let's have motorsport themes running through it, like uh, the T-shirt I'm wearing has the martini stripes. Yeah, It was, well, if you recognise the brand and you're aware that the brand is synonymous with talking about things, it makes it a shorter distance to travel between cars and talking about what you might be going through, what's troubling you. Because a lot of people, especially men, will hold it inside and not really discuss it, whereas breaking down that barrier is one step to helping people. So the, the kind of the ultimate goal for the brand is obviously to be a recognised clothing brand, but then also to work on kind of trips and events and just make some positive memories for people to create this positive environment for mm. growth and development and fixing people's issues, as well as obviously doing the, the charitable element that I'm it kind of instilling into the foundations of the business model. And we, we covered a few of the, the stats at the top of the podcast, uh, but how big a problem is this? You know, obviously we know that it's, it tends to be guys that don't talk about their issues more so than girls. Yeah. How big is this, this issue that we're facing? Well, just the number that we discussed from 2017 of 5,821 
male suicides is pretty big and then to think that that increased by 11% the next year to the best part of five and a half nearly 6,000 it's it seems like a relatively small number when you think of the terms of the population but then if you put that into the terms of well how big is a small town it all of a sudden becomes 10% of the population of most mm. people's local town and the ripple effects you know the family mm, and course. friends and yeah exactly one of the the charities I'm looking at working with this year helping bereavement so they deal with kind of men that have been through the bereavement process or going through the bereavement process to assist because a suicide doesn't affect the person that commits suicide it affects everyone around them mm. which is kind of the the point of well let's not let it get to that point um so yeah some of the the statistics in the graph mainly from um, the samaritans website which is a, a real good kind of source of information and it creates nice clear pictures of what the information is um, stuff like men are three times more likely to kill themselves based on the number of suicides, 75% were men versus women. It's, it's a bit of a, not necessarily an epidemic, but it's definitely something that is, is needing to be taken a lot more seriously. Is it, so tackling mental health is, is a thing that, that is, is talked about a lot these days as well, which is just brilliant. And you know, it's, it's getting more and more, um, I suppose, publicity in a way. How do you, is it tackling it at the source? Is it, because the word I find is, is support is said a lot and having that support and a lot of people who perhaps are going through tough times don't have that support which compounds it even more and perhaps is why uh, their mental health issues have begun in the first place because they feel isolated and they feel alone and you mentioned about bereavement there although and I've never been affected by anyone having suicide I lost my mum a couple of years ago um, or just under two years ago and so going through that grief process is difficult yeah. and it's something I still struggle with every day but I'm lucky enough to have a you know a supportive family and friends and people who who if I want to talk about it they will happily sit there and let me bark on about it but for people who don't have that is it the lack of that support? Is that where we need to focus? Yeah, I think that's a, a massive kind of influencing factor as to how quickly people kind of recover from, like you say, with, with the horrible example you've had to go through. Um, having that lack of kind of a social group or a social engagement to not necessarily directly talk about the problem, but just to kind of feel part of something or around people that you're not isolating yourself and being alone, as you both discussed the isolating factor is one of the big things that makes people feel so low in mood and like with your your time on the radio and I myself went through it as a, a sales rep you spend 80% of your time completely on your own it's having that uh, that network around you and engaging with people that are close to you or maybe even people that you don't really know but having something in common such as kind of cars or sport mm. or doing things to to really kind of pull yourself forward because the worst thing to do is just to sit and dwell on things because mm. all you do is then you spiral further yeah. and further into the problem you can, when you sit and dwell on things that is the worst because you can think of all these ridiculous scenarios yeah. in your head that yeah, would never ne would seem logical to you at the time then you go out in the, in the real world you leave the house and it's like well no actually that was just ridiculously amount of overthinking yeah mm. well I suppose that's the beauty of the car world isn't it that there is a there's a community out there yeah, that, that's course. available to you to reach out to if you know where to go and it's not necessarily limiting into the directions it can go like one kind of an interesting connection between me and Abby who was on the podcast oh yeah the the Aston Martin Vulcan that she drove on the Grand Tour I met the guy who owns that a couple of years ago and now we've kind of become friends right so it kind of connects people from all levels just by being cars like we mm. were at an event together and got chatting about his Aston Martin and I was parked next to him in a GT86 and he was like oh I like that I like mm. that and it, it just it 
it really connects people from all levels and all walks of life. Yeah. And that's one real big thing is that there's not as much closed offness and you find like football, if your club's, if you support a different club, then we're immediately kind of rivals and mm. it's very open and engaging and it's almost all encompassing except for the few kind of exceptions of people being reckless and things like that. Yeah. And is this your full-time gig now or is this is at the moment a side hustle? I know you've started the Kickstarter campaign um, and we should give people information about that. Um, is this your full-time? Um, Not currently, no. It's right. still, it's been kind of a fully-fledged thing since maybe June last year. So it's still on the, the growth and getting the name out there and kind of getting recognition, which is why things like this are so so great to be a part of and kind of getting into local newspapers and things like that. It's it's kind of the goal is to become a full-time thing and to grow to eventually be able to kind of get out there and support more and kind of get involved with local communities and maybe employ people that are in vulnerable positions, that kind mm. of thing. Um, but no, for now, it's uh, it's a part-time gig until uh, until it pays the bills. And how can people get involved if the the, the, uh, the Kickstarter campaign, for example, how can people find that? So Kickstarter, um, nice and easy. Tacona is a relatively unique name. So just searching for that on Kickstarter finds it pretty quickly. Um, I've tried to put as much information into it as possible to really help people kind of understand exactly what the brand is, what the idea is and what the goal is for it. Um, the campaign is basically just to cover the costs to be a trader at events and really take things into the public space. It's a bit uh, uh, hypocritical to talk about openness and communication when nobody can find you or speak to you. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, it's the goal is to, to get to the shows, be on the trade stands, kind of sell some products, get talking to people and really get involved with the community more. So, so for anyone um, who's listening to this right now and who, who may you know, be listening to this and then suddenly it kicks them in the head, they think, oh, I think I might have an issue. What's, their, yeah. what, what's the next steps for them? What can they do? So my advice would be to first just talk about things. People that you're close with, friends, just kind of go, can we have a chat? Even if it's not directly about the problems that you're facing, just to kind of pull yourself out of an isolative position. Um, following from that, it would be kind of go to the GP, um, speak to a professional about the problems. Um, I've put on the website a page full of information for like the Samaritans, Car, Mind, just all the useful phone numbers and website links, just in case anyone happens to be on the website needing a bit of help. Um, I would love to be able to provide counselling, but I'm probably the least qualified person. <laughs> so I. I but sometimes it, it is just an ear, isn't it? You know, whether it's an employer or family. It's friends. someone who you just want. Sometimes you just want someone to take a, a bit of an interest, yeah. and, and someone yeah, who's exactly. you, who is openly listening to you, and not just you know, because we live in such a busy world that yeah. it is so so easy to just get so wound up in yourself. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure we all are. But, you know, especially, you know, walk around central London, your head's down on the tube, you know, your ears are in and you have no idea what the person next to you might be thinking, going through, anything like that. Exactly. It is, it's crazy to see just how many people are suffering with something and how little people are engaging with the problem. Mm -hmm. Like the one thing I'd learned from my experiences in the hospital is the, the noticeable signs of when there might be an issue. Um, a friend of mine, he runs a small business on the side of it, working a full-time job. And so he's very busy all the time. And it was one of those where you kind of notice that he's lacking space, lacking time, never stopping. And then it starts to spiral and spiral and spiral. So it's kind of just noticing the little, the little points and telling people, look, take five minutes or yeah. spend a day without your phone or just kind of leave it in the other room when you go to bed and 
disengage from it. Yeah, basically. Easier said than done. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've literally this week, me and my partner, we've kind of forced ourselves to disengage from kind of social media and phones. Social but, media is such a bad place sometimes. Oh, it really is. I um, I recently uh, discovered a I can't remember what the paper was called but there's a book in America called The Coddling of the American Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the author was on a Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about how social media directly influences kind of um, self-harm rates in teenage girls and it's a real problem with having access to everybody's highlight reel. Yeah. You, it's kind of a cliche statement. It's like, don't compare your, your work in yeah. progress to everyone else's it's highlights. That, that Instagram effect, isn't it? You know, yeah. you see the glossy side of everyone's lives. The reality is very, very different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I can, uh, I can easily look like a millionaire and have a hundred quid in the bank. It's, yeah. Are you a millionaire? I'm not, no. Damn. That's why. Uh, I do with got, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I've got a Kickstarter going. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's, it's a fabulous course, um, cause, and, and thank you for coming to talk to us about it. And I think we should do more together. Um, there's events that we've got planned in the future, and, and we should certainly stay in touch and see if we can get you involved in some of those, because it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating subject. It needs as much exposure as uh, people can give it, and we're, we're happy to be a platform for that. Um, and I think to anyone that's listening that's been touched by anything that, that Lewis has said, um, and would like to share a story of their own, um, feel free to reach out to Lewis or us here at Motor Mouth and we can cover it. Um, Lewis's website is uh, tacona.co.uk. Yeah, that's one. Um, and obviously you're available across all social media and so on if you want to get in touch with him. Um, but um, a very worthwhile cause. We'll post some stuff out on our socials all about the different channels and the Samaritans and so on and so forth. Um, but like I say, thank you for coming to see us. We'll keep the message going and, um, and please everyone give Tacona a follow uh, 10% of all clothing proceeds go to um, their charity of the month so um, they're, they're certainly doing their bit and we need to all club together and make sure we all help um, so Lewis thank you very much for coming to see us well, thank you and, for uh, me, and we will certainly keep in touch if you ever expand into shoes uh, I'm a size <laughs> 16 if you can uh, get 16. me a pair of them yeah. wow. is that Lovely. the biggest pair of feet you've ever heard about I think that might be actually yeah oh, Definitely the biggest round, round of applause for that. Thank you very much. I'm surprised you're not eight foot tall. Oh, six foot five. I'm nearly there. Wait till he stands up. <laughs> oh, Lewis, thank you so much for coming in and chatting to us. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. Thank you so much for listening and thanks so much to Lewis for giving up his time. We'll be back with another episode soon. Uh, but if you have been affected by anything we've spoken about in this episode, please don't be afraid to reach out to us. We are always happy to chat to anyone and do check out the Tacona website for all the official details on how you can seek uh, official support. If you have missed any of the previous episodes of the Motormouth podcast, you can take a hop back in your chosen podcast player and find them all there. And don't forget, there are also loads more content on MMTV and the Motormouth app available to download on any device now like subscribe and review if you feel so inclined it really helps people to find the podcast and you can also follow us on social media as well twitter is at motormouth underscore instagram is at motormouth underscore official and facebook just search motormouth in the meantime from myself and tim and the whole motormouth team we'll see you next time Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.